that's not just an extrovert introvert thing either but a constant escaping a constant leaving of the life that is supposed to bring you full fullness and if it truly does fill your cup constantly leaving that is going to leave you depleted Welcome to this week's episode of Living Fullness. I'm Stina Constantine and joining me on the podcast is Father Sean Burns. Each week you'll hear us chat about a range of topics from virtue to relationships, comments on cultural shifts and lessons that we're learning as we go along and we are always excited to have you join us. So sit back and enjoy being part of a conversation with a couple of friends. Hey Padre, how are you going? Very well, thank you. And yourself, Stina? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What have you been up to? Well, recently I've published an article with a group called Integrity Restored. It's on the topic of pornography. And it's in response to a to another priest who wrote some not-so-crash-hot things uh, or said some not-so-crash-hot things about the church's teaching in regards pornography. So it's in response to that and Integrity Restored have published it. And it was a bit of a long journey to get there, but we got there and I thoroughly encourage people to check out Integrity Restored's work because it's it's really good stuff. Mm. How about yourself, Stina? What have you been up to? Mm, for me, it's just been work. Work's been pretty cool. I've had a number of clients that I've just closed down and so a few more new ones that are coming through, which has been good fun. Actually, today was all really, like, really good fun. One of my colleagues had a birthday today. Turned 32. So we had like two sets of celebrations. We did like takeaway lunch. And then a couple hours later, my boss comes out with cake. So we had like two breaks just to celebrate her birthday, which was fun. Cool. <laughs> oh. And actually, the cake was pretty awesome too. The cake was like one cake, but it was like 12 slices with 12 different flavors. So we were all like, oh my gosh, like which one do we go for? And what about we share so we can have like half of half? <laughs> it's good fun. That sounds yum. In one word, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In today's episode, we want to have a little bit of a chat about leisure and our culture, and particularly that leisure is an expression of culture. So I guess this is sort of coming out of a conversation I think you and I had oh, probably around Christmas. We were talking about different excesses that culture goes to as a way of trying to celebrate a particular event. People tend towards, certainly in some cultures like the one we have in Australia, will tend towards excess of food, excess of drink, and that that's the only way to really mark something, to really have a holiday, to really celebrate, or to really relax. So I guess this is where that conversation is stemming from. Okay. And look, it's a decent observation to make is that generally leisure is seen, particularly in Western countries, is really marked by excess. And it doesn't have to be. I think it would be good just to look at some of the, the, the cultural expressions of leisure. And there are two that kind of come to mind that sort of stand out. There are probably many others, but there are two that sort of stand out for us. One of them is escapism. People work hard to get away from their current lives. It's to say, most people don't take time off work to stay at home. They take time off work to leave their current life. And look, it's okay to go somewhere. Like it's okay to go on a holiday. It's okay to, to have a getaway. It's okay to, you know, like I think that's it's actually quite a healthy kind of leisure to do, to go and, and take a hike up the uh, up a mountain and chill out or to, to go and visit a different place. And I think that can be all very, very helpful stuff. But 
when it becomes only about escape from something, it can actually, I think there can be something problematic in that, where we have only escape from something and and not a positive vision of leisure, where leisure actually enables me to build something or enables me to to develop some some positive experiences and some positive virtues. I think it can be problematic if it's just about escaping from a problem. Why? Because the problem that we're trying to escape from will invariably be back, be there when we return. So if leisure is only about escape, then we have a problem, right? So so escaping to a different place, I think that can be a really great thing. It helps us give it some perspective. It can help us gain a little bit of recharge time. And that's wonderful. But if it's only about escape and not about sort of that 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 building up some of those uh, those important things like recharge to be able to go and face the problems that are back home, then there can be sometimes a bit, a bit of a, a bit of friction, a bit of a problem. More problematic in my vision, though, in regard to escapism, is when we move into a technological escape. So we move into an escape which is sort of escaping from the demands of reality by indulging a fantasy world. Um, mm. so, uh, so so that to me is a more problematic kind of escape rather than going somewhere else. Because by definition, the indulgence of a fantasy world doesn't have any of the pluses that say escaping to a different place is 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 going to have because when you escape to the different place you're still connected with reality you you're still able to actually you know build yourself up in some way shape or form there to deal with the the the, the realities that you're going to face when you go back home but if you're just stuck with the fantasy world then it's all about the escape and there's no possibility of recharge per se it's just all about the how do I get away from this thing that's bothering me. Yeah. What you're also talking about reminds me of burnout. Like that's what happens with burnout is that if you're when you're exposing yourself to something over and over and over and not being able to manage what is happening and we take a break because, yeah, you do because you can't keep going anymore, so you have to stop. But when you come back, nothing's actually changed. You may have stopped for a bit, but every condition that was there beforehand remains and there's been no change. So it, it doesn't really, that's not a long-term solution. It might make you feel good for a little bit, but it doesn't, doesn't help long-term. It's a similar kind of problem yeah. as what you're talking yeah. about there. I really like what you're saying, though, about the fantasy as well, which is also making me think about, you know, the metaverse <laughs> that right, we have right. now yeah. to contend with as well. Mm. We're being asked yes. to enter into this alternate reality now <laughs> all the time to make that part of our norm, which is an interesting concept in light of what you're talking about just now. Definitely. And look, that has some pretty serious impacts in the way that we connect with each other as well. Yeah. So I guess one of the other things that we need to take into consideration with leisure is the virtual connection that we rely on. You know, there are useful tools, useful, like virtual connection is useful. You know, we've done remote recording before, for example, in that sense, it's useful. But when we rely on virtual connection to build relationships, there will always be something lacking. And that brings about 
you know, things like loneliness. You know, we see, we see where the mental health space is in the Western world and it's not in a great place. Part of a contributing factor for that is the poor relationships that we have, not necessarily, you know, toxic relationships, but just the lack of depth of relationships that we have. And an added, you know, pressure on top of that is the social media glam that we face where everything on social media, which is used as a tool to connect with lots of different people and to gain other connections that are beneficial, that may be mutually beneficial. The portrayal that we see is leisure that has to be glamorous. So what does glamorous look like? What's the most popular kind of glam that we have on social media is travel. It's escaping Mm. the life that we actually have. Exactly like you said, it's to leave what we have. It's not, it's not about the relationships that we have. It's about the things that we do is what the social media glam is all around. Right. But also like, but also looking at, face-to-face interactions that we have too. Like it's been a very long time since I've been able to go out to a function, sit around, you know, a group, a table of at least maybe, you know, six people, minimum of six people and not had one person pull out their phone or answer their smartwatches as a text message comes through. It's been a long time. That bugs me. (laughs) Yes. It really bugs me that we've gotten to a place where we think it's okay to have a piece of technology interfere with the connection that we're making face to face with other people, especially yeah. around a dinner table or a, you know, a dining yes. table or, or something when we're sharing a meal. When I think about the ways that it might happen too, you know, I've been guilty of some of them. It can be conversations that are transpiring and then me going, oh, that, that reminds me of this thing that I meant to show you. Wait, let me pull my phone out to show you, <laughs> which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But the trouble is the moment I pull that phone out, I'm now spending the next 30 seconds to minute trying to find this thing and making the other person wait. And the only thing I'm connecting with is my device. Meanwhile, the person that's sitting across from me is like, do it's that awkward feeling that they feel when someone's singing happy birthday to you. What do I do in this space? I'm just going to sit here and grin and wait for them to finish. And then we'll connect. Like it makes it really, really, it's frustrating. So I'll be the first to say, first to admit I am guilty of this and I'm working on it, but it's really frustrating that we have a world now that says it's okay to do that. I don't personally, I don't believe it's okay. So I'm working on it, but the world at large will tell you it's okay. Right, right. And look, just to just as a way of, of, of demonstrating how it does interfere, virtual means of connection wind up competing with each other. So just at this point now, while we're recording this, I've received no less than three phone calls vying for my attention. <laughs> uh, and and so, so it's, 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 yeah. You know, and, and, and it's it's um, it's sort of there's 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 multiple technological things that 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 are vying for our attention, and in the leisure space, uh, it means that our attention is often divided, uh, and it's 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 never actually on doing one thing. 
or, or participating in one thing or or being at the service of one thing. It's about sort of this fractured attention between this virtual reality and this other virtual reality where both connections are are somewhat fabricated and so the commitment to 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 either of them is a little bit tenuous. Mm, definitely, definitely. And I guess a, a, another factor that contributes as well is just general fatigue. Like if we're always running away to something else or we're constantly grasping at something else for leisure and we're not feeding what is in our lives in the present, what actually occupies, not occupies, but actually is part of our life that brings fullness to our lives. If we're not enjoying pouring into those places and constantly pouring into these externals. It's exhausting, man. Mm. <laughs> like, no, no, you're right. The number right. of weddings I went to last year, and don't get me wrong, I loved the weddings I got to go to last year. Like they were my friends who were getting married and it was super exciting. I loved every one of them. They and To start with, they felt like a mini getaway. It was like, woohoo, this is exciting. I get to go to this place and that place and explore this place. And, oh, I get to go here and never been there before. Like it was really exciting. But I tell you what, by the end of it, I was like, somebody, please just hide me. <laughs> I just want to stay at home. I like my life. I like the people that I have around yeah. me. I like my friends. I like my job. Don't take me away from these things all the time. You know, those little escapes to start with were great, but it was too much. It just becomes leisure was fatigue. Overload. And that's not, you know, it does. That's not just an extrovert, introvert thing either, but a constant escaping, a constant leaving of the life that is supposed to bring you full, fullness. And if it truly does fill your cup, constantly leaving that is going to leave you depleted. So how do we build a healthier culture around leisure i'd 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 recommend a few things um firstly connecting to real people rather than than um an inward connection rather than a selfish connection uh rather than just sitting in my in my room playing video games or sitting in my room watching netflix or yeah you know, because all of those things are very sort of they're not real leisure Right, the real leisure is always connection. Uh, it always involves connection with someone else in some way, shape, or form. You know, that's that's what genuine leisure looks like. Uh, and it's not me saying you must not watch Netflix. No, no, no I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> saying that 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 leisure must not look like a video game or a Netflix binge, because those things just aren't. They're not connective then they don't connect us with other people. I think I made up a word there, but you get my point. They don't lead us to connection with other people. Uh, And and if we're not connecting with others and we're only with ourselves, eventually that's always going to lead to the same place, which is a a very selfish outlook. The other thing is connection is, is more than just sharing an event it's it's you know it can't just be because we share the same space you know if 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 leisure is about connection as i said before it's got to be more than just sharing space with someone. it's actually got to be an interpersonal connection where we get to know someone else 
you know, in in a in in a, a more intimate way, where we actually get to find out what's going on in somebody else's life, uh, and to rejoice in someone else, uh, and to have them rejoice in us, and to you know, that's that that is genuinely life affirming uh, when you have that exchange, rather than just holding space with each other. Like when you meet up at a at a cafe and you wind up staring at your phone for half an hour, you know, two people sitting in the same place, ostensibly at leisure with each other, holding phones to their faces and typing. That's not genuine leisure. There's no authentic connection there. So it's I think it's 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 got to be when we connect with other people in a in, in the context of leisure it can't just be occupying the same space it actually has to be an authentic connection and one of the ways that we might um that, that we might kind of try and and battle against that is to actually have a have a penalty like if you bring your phone out uh, <laughs> during our, our our leisure time there's a penalty you have to pay for the meal or something like that like it's it's but something that says you are actually committed to this period of time this period of, of 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 connection, and even having apps on your phone, which help you to see how much time am I personally spending in leisure, quote unquote, on social media or on these virtual platforms, because that's a sign that actually I I need a healthier. If my if my leisure time is huge on social media and huge on Netflix and huge on these sort of virtual platforms, it's a sign I need better connection and better leisure in my life. It's a sign that I need to develop new hobbies, a sign that I need to develop new interests, a sign that I need to to, to start looking out for other friends, to start looking for connection in my life beyond the realm of the virtual. Mm. I've certainly found one of the things that I've found helpful in setting those boundaries, if you like, because sometimes punishments aren't very motivating. <laughs> so <laughs> True. If, that, True. if that doesn't work for you, then in terms of setting some boundaries, I know one of the things that I, you know, was looking at was getting a smartwatch purely because I wanted a feature where I could have an alarm, like a very silent, subtle, vibrate mode on my wrist to let me know that 50 minutes was up or 45 minutes was up that I had five minutes left of my counseling session to go as a way for me to stay engaged with my client, but also be mindful of what the time was at. But I knew that it was like, ah, if I get this smartwatch purely (laughs) under the basis of going for this particular feature, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to end up connecting it to my phone and I'm going to have these messages constantly bombarding me because it's now sitting on my wrist. It's no longer a phone that's detached from me (laughs) that I feel attached to. It's now physically attached to my wrist. Like, what am I physically chained? Like what is going on? No, I refuse to do this. You know, handcuffing all these obligations to my wrist. I think not. But one of the things that I have found helpful whilst I don't have a smartwatch is literally put my phone on silent. So my phone has been on silent for, I don't know how long, for months. Like I, I pull it off silent. If I know that there's a particular person who said, I'm going to call you in the next 30 minutes, I go, okay, I'll turn it off silent. And that way when the phone rings, I'll be right. But otherwise, like I check my phone every once, every few hours, once a couple of hours, you know, at lunchtime, morning tea. Like it's not like I'm so far away from my phone that if somebody needed to get me, I would get back to them within an hour, within a couple of hours time. Or if it was an emergency case, which is often the excuse, but what if it's an emergency? 
well, there's other ways they can get me. Like I'm at work most days. Call my work if it's an emergency or call somebody that you know that I would likely be, you know, connected to a friend or a family member. Like there's another way to get to me. I don't have to be accessible 24-7 by a phone. So just setting up little boundaries like that. But I also know of others who have literally pulled their phones to the middle of the dining table when they go out to have a meal together and the first person to reach for their phone becomes a person that pays the bill. Right, nice, nice. Yep, yep, good work, good work. Um, Yeah, so put your money where your mouth is. (laughs) Yeah, 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 literally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how do we engage in some life-affirming leisure? Mm. So I guess maybe looking at some different ways, one of them is physical activity. It's really helpful to have something that you can actually pour into that is going to help you. So we know that exercise has a positive impact on our lives. It gives us good chemicals, which is good for our brain, good for our body as a whole. So any form of physical activity physical exercise is helpful, but even having particular projects. So finding projects where you might be able to serve, you know, maybe there's a group that you can join that will help you serve another group of people who are in need or, or maybe it's not, maybe it's not a group of people. Maybe there's a project around the house that you'd like to get into, but something physical that you're actually moving your body and you can see physical progress you're participating yeah, in, yeah. you're actually engaged in it with all your senses, that's really helpful. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Another I think would be um, reading a book or developing a hobby. And so, you know, picking up a book, something that you can actually talk about, something that you can connect with, with friends, share with others. And same thing with a hobby. Like I know that when I say this, people are going to be like, oh yeah, but Father, I can play my video game and connect with thousands of people across the world. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I know that you can, and, and this is not me being anti-video game. I'm not anti-video game per se. You know, that's 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 not what this is. It's not me saying that video games or TV cannot be forms of of enjoyment. That's I don't want to say that. I don't think either of us want to say that. But in terms of 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 a lasting leisure, uh, it's important for us to have leisure that's more than just those things. So, reading a book is something that we can actually share with a person over coffee. Developing a hobby like music is something that we can actually, you know, something that's that's engages the senses, is something which is immediately beautiful. It moves the soul in a unique way. And it's also, again, something that we can place at the service of other people as well. So uh, I definitely, I think reading a book, developing a hobby, very helpful ways of leisure. Yeah. And obviously one that we've spoken about is connecting with people as well. So Mm. that depth of relationship, Mm. actually being in relationship with another person or with other people. So, you know, making new friends, maybe it's time to break out into a new circle, or maybe it's time to keep our eyes open for somebody new at church that we've just never spoken to before. So maybe it's about going up to that person and being like, Hey, I have never seen you around here before. I'm Stina. Nice to meet you. What's your name? What do you do? Where are you from? Hey, would you like to come and join us? for a cuppa sometime and make it, you know, like a, a small event, nothing overwhelming because it's highly intimidating to be a new person invited to a 20 plus, you know, group event. But maybe there's a couple of you who can go out for coffee together after, you know, mass or a service or, or, you know, whatever church event you might have. And then that's a nice 
way to get to know someone more deeply and more sincerely and more genuinely and not have to mm-hmm. be not have to be reliant upon other activities to take up the time and space in that relationship. No, fair. But fair. also don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to organize stuff. Like I hear from people all the time go, oh, I don't have the space. Oh, I don't have the time. Oh, I don't know how to do this. Or, like we overcomplicate some of these things. It's not hard to invite a couple of people over and be humble enough to say, you know what? The space that I have is not crash on. Like I, I'm just going to be upfront. It's not going to look pretty. It's not going to look anything like Instagram does. It's not going to be super flash. But what I can promise you is that there will be a group of people there who will love spending time with each other. We'll have something that we can do together. There will be good food and there will be warmth or air conditioning, depending on what time of year there is. Like you'll be comfortable. (laughs) I I can't promise pretty, but I can promise that it'll be a lovely afternoon if you choose to come. And then do like, you know, simple things like games. Just pull out some board games. Everybody bring a game and we'll just – and everybody bring something to share, like a packet of chips, here's some Tim Tams, a couple of drinks. Like let's keep it nice and simple. Mm-hmm. Let's not overdo it. Or, you know, yeah. pull a few people together and go, you know what, we're going to go hiking. Like let's go. Let's just do it. Let's not fluff around with it. Or we've all got, you know, some of us, some of my friends and I, we've got projects, like craft projects that we just haven't gotten to. So it's like, okay, let's just get together and do it. Like – Let's just hang out. Let's not overcomplicate this yeah, thing. Yeah. So just organize no, something. Exactly. Just, just exactly. do it. Absolutely. No, that's 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 uh, that's spot on. Actually, I can remember some years ago, we hadn't caught up for a while, and I needed mm. some items of clothing mended, and so I said, "Will you teach me, <laughs> Stina? Will you teach me how to mend this particular <laughs> item of clothing?" And so we we, we spent a bit of time. Yeah. I learned from you how to mend this particular item of clothing. That doesn't. It's not an invitation to my priest friends mm. to ask me to mend items of clothing. But um, um, uh, <laughs> the uh, nor is it an invitation to Stina to ask her to mend your items of clothing. No, uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but interestingly, something we don't always think of when it comes to leisure is going to church. It's interesting that Benedict XVI, or Joseph Ratzinger, as he was when he wrote this particular book, he wrote a book called The Spirit of the Liturgy. In my opinion, it is the finest work on the liturgy ever written. Nobody has done it better. And anybody who says that there is someone who's done it better, I'll fight you. No, I'm kidding. Um, So... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I'll lose. Uh, so he, he makes the point that liturgy has an aspect of leisure to it, that the act of worship is actually a form of leisure, that it has this play aspect to it. And he says the reason for this is that the whole point of leisure is that we are doing something that we really want to do. You know, we're, we're connecting with someone or you know, doing something that rejuvenates us. Uh, we're, we're actually engaging in a form of leisure in worship because we're connecting with the person who can provide us with the rejuvenation that we need. Uh, and and so, and we're doing so not because we have to, or ideally we're doing so not because we have to do this, but rather because of all the things that we want to do that day. Number one on our list is, I want to connect with God. <laughs> Right, and so yeah. for that reason, it's it has this this leisure aspect to it, and so going to church has this leisure aspect to it that I really encourage people to engage mm-hmm. in on a on a Sunday morning, afternoon, or evening. Um, and, mm. uh, yeah, 
And the thing about leisure too is that it's not just like you were saying before, leisure isn't just about entertainment. Like leisure is about, like you were saying, it's about play, but it's also about rejuvenation. It's about being able to be filled. It's about being full and, and you know, where where else <laughs> can you do that more perfectly than through relationship with God? Like nowhere else is that going to be more perfect than in that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bingo. So my dear friends, we've come, my dear friends, that sounded very formal, didn't it? That's okay. We, we have come to the end of the episode, a longer episode than normal, but I think it, it, hopefully we said something that was useful. So uh, hmm. a reminder that our book study starts in two weeks and uh, we have a guest interview next week followed by the book study. So if you haven't already gotten the book, get it on Google Play Books or Kindle or probably iBooks. But, uh, or uh, I don't know if you can get it in two weeks' time by via mail, but, you know, mm. if, you're, if you're so inclined, um, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but uh, do get yeah. the book and, uh, and let's get ready for a wonderful book study. Yeah, absolutely. And also make sure you're following all of our social media handles as well, virtue.ministry on Instagram or virtue ministry on Facebook and living fullness on Instagram to stay up to date about where we're up to with ministry. So before we go, truth, beauty and goodness, Padre. Yeah. So for this week, uh, my truth, beauty and goodness is very similar to something that I said at the beginning of the uh, the episode. Truth, beauty and goodness for me is is um, connection with a, a fellow by the name of, of Jim O'Day. He works for uh, for Integrity Restored. And uh, Jim has, has been a very good friend to me, a very kind man in many ways. And uh, he's, he's been very, very, very supportive of a lot of the efforts that, uh, that are being made here in Australia uh, to try and, and address the very serious issue of, of uh, pornography as it's affecting both men and women. And so, um, so I ask you to please maybe spare a prayer for Jim uh, and for his ministry in Integrity Restored and to even, even um, you know, support them financially if you're able to, to to make a donation to them fantastic I, I don't get any kickbacks from this i don't uh, you know there's no there's no um uh, sort of uh, financial gain for me saying this i just I, I genuinely believe in the ministry that they've got there and um i really encourage anyone and everyone to 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 give it whatever support is possible yeah Awesome. What about yourself, Stina? Truth, beauty, goodness. For me, it was actually, well, this is actually an old one. So it's not a truth, beauty, and goodness from this week, but it's too good not to share. So <laughs> it was during the time that I was unwell, I had, I was just like so fatigued and lost my voice and couldn't, like couldn't think, couldn't read anything for any length of time. And it was just really hard. But that particular weekend, it was also my friend and I's 10th friendship anniversary, 10 years of being friends. And we had planned on celebrating together. And because I got sick, we couldn't do it. And my friend had come in from out of town. So it was like one of those completely devoted kind of weekends. Like it was so, so sad. And I was feeling it. Like I was so feeling, I'm not generally someone who's like, eh, and you know, like everything, but like for this one, I was genuinely, <laughs> it was just so sad. And I wasn't like afraid to tell people when they ask, like, how are you doing? How are you recovering? I'm like, I'm just, I'm sad. I'm really sad today. Really, really sad. And one of the beautiful things that happened as a result of it was that I had a few friends who actually stepped into that and decided, well, let me gift you something to try and help 
alleviate that sadness. I can't make it go away, but let me try and give you something that, you know, might help you in this space. So for some, it was like sending beautiful cards, like little little cards or little messages of encouragement. Some tried to call and just be like, I'm just going to pray with you for a little bit. It's like, thank you. (laughs) And then there were others, like someone else left, said, can I come around? And I was like, oh, you better not because I don't want you to catch this thing. And okay, I'll just leave something on your car then. What did you do? (laughs) And I go out to my car to find like butter menthol and a chocolate koala. And I was like, oh my gosh, like caramel koala. Like what is this? So it's just like the beauty of friendship, but also the beauty of just being raw and vulnerable and real with what's going on, not pretending gives people an opportunity to actually step in and do something. And it didn't take away my sadness as such, because I can't, I will never have that particular day back in the way that we were going to celebrate that particular day. That's never going to be back. But the fact that there were people around who thought, let me try and bring some joy into a space that's hard. It was just so touching. So touching. Like we're so blessed. And every one of those just made me go, Oh God, you are so good. (laughs) Like, look at this. I have a caramello koala. (laughs) It was glory good. to God really for the dappled things, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's just the little things. <laughs> God is good. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Living Fullness. We will catch you again next week, but until then, know of our love and press. God bless.